Some news headlines, Israel Folau and a quick explanation of Ford's V8 supercars announcement at the back end uh, of today's Splash. It's Tuesday the 17th of April. It's time for your daily dose of Sporting Agenda, your audio edition of the Fox Sports homepage, The Splash with your host, Phil Pryor. And straight off the top, I thought I'd freshen things up a bit, get a different voice in to help me out today. Wilson Smith of the uh, digital video team, he has also uh, pinch-hitted for the splash uh, over its existence as well uh, as a... As a what you, off the bench? Yeah, off the bench. Off the bench. Impact player. Impact player. I like it. I yeah. like it. Thanks. How are you? Oh, I'm good, mate. Thanks for having me back. No worries. No worries. It's nice to have you as a as a guest, not a uh, a host. Yeah, it's good to be a guest. This will be interesting. Yeah, being a guest is uh, is fun. You just kind of have to sit back and talk when spoken to. Oh, exactly. It's good. Uh, hey, did you see the end of that seventy uh, sixes game? Yeah, mate. Yeah, we were just watching that. Um, Unfortunate if you're a 76ers fan, but they probably didn't really deserve to win that game. The streak is over. 17 games and it comes to an an end as uh, the Miami Heat level the series at one apiece. And it was good to see some vintage uh, Dwayne Wade down the stretch, uh, ensuring that uh, the Heat had enough of a a buffer at the end. Uh, And Philadelphia, I suppose, on the other side of the coin, uh, struggled to uh, knock down some shots when it really mattered. That's very true. I think uh, would Reddit go three of seventeen or something? Oh, wow, one of one of seven or one of eight from beyond three point. Yeah, it was bad. It was ugly. It was a scrappy game towards yeah. the end as well. Yeah, Golden State and the Spurs are on as we record as well. So make sure you go and find out what happened there. Uh, more NBA uh, playoffs action as well. Of, of course, uh, moving forward in the coming days as well. Uh, we'll say let's do some other quick headlines. Uh, the Matildas Asian Cup semi-final uh, happens tonight up against Thailand for a spot in the final, of course. They did qualify for the World Cup as well with their one-all draw with Japan just a few days ago. Uh, I would head to the website for de- details on Manchester United. Uh, looking to drop... Uh, Jose Mourinho looking to drop some of the high... Pro- uh, profile players at the club following the club's loss to uh, West Brom uh, in the NRL Manly has banished uh, Jackson Hastings to the Interest Super Premiership for the rest of the season following uh, ongoing uh, rifts with uh, fellow players he sounds like a bit of a nightmare uh, if I'm being honest uh, do you know anything about this one mate? Oh mate, um, football's <laughs> not my speciality but he does sound like an absolute tyrant. <laughs> Could I say that? Yeah, sure. We'll leave yeah. it at that. Yeah. Uh, in the AFL, Hawthorne, uh, small forward pairing, Silrioli and Paul Puopolo uh, look to be facing sto- sideline stints of up to six weeks, which is a major blow for the Hawks. Uh, AFL Winning AFL games is all about uh, defensive pressure up forward. Uh, there are pretty much no better small forwards at this in the competition. They are just uh, unbelievable players in attack as well. So this is really going to hurt the Hawks, uh, unfortunately. For them moving forward, could be out for up to two months. Um, 
Who have they got on the schedule coming up? That's a good question. Uh, how about I? Uh, well, we we're going to open up to Israel Folau in a moment. Uh, I'll get the I'll get the AFL fixtures up and uh, and let you know uh, as we move forward. Of of course, uh, they are three out of four. I believe there's a number of teams uh, that are three from four. No team undefeated uh, after. Four rounds of AFL, which is quite extraordinary. Uh, they've got North Melbourne this week. They should get the job job done there. Um, and then they've got St Kilda. That's a, another very winnable game. And then the Bombers at the MCG, which will be a very interesting game. Which Bombers team we get, who knows. And then the Swans mm-hmm. on Friday. So in four weeks' time at the MCG as well. So uh, I would say their next fortnight... Uh, is very winnable, and then uh, they've got a couple of uh, of really tough uh, matches following that. Mate, they're just lucky they're not playing the mighty Brisbane Lions. <laughs> Tell you what, the best you, winless team in the did you AFL. Catch, uh, the best winless well, team? Well, maybe in, after the first three weeks. I was going to say, did you catch yeah, what I happened did. on the weekend? I caught it, don't worry. I I was out. I was down oh. at the my local footy ground uh, watching out uh, the, the mighty Manly Oringa Wolves uh, Premier Division side get yep. the job done over Camden, and I was watching updates. Uh, and at half time, they were on four behinds. Mm. Well, it took them till uh, late in the third to kick their first goal, and even when they're about to kick their first goal, I think it was like seven minutes left in the third quarter. Stefan Martin had a mark right in the middle of the right in front of goals, and uh, I don't know who it, who came out of nowhere. I can't remember who it was, but it basically just summed up the entire day for Brisbane. You know, Stephen Martin just sitting there waiting for the ball to fall into his hands in front of goal, and it just got poached, and uh, yep, that was pretty much all she wrote. <laughs> Dear Disgraceful. Yeah. It really hurts a Brisbane boy like me, who once got to play on the uh, Gabba as an Oz kick lad mm. during the, I think it was the 01 grand final. <laughs> oh, gosh. I'm old now. Yeah. Anyway, let's move on because yeah. that was yeah that was a bit embarrassing. They did yeah. show some promise after uh, the first few weeks as well. They almost almost caused a major boil over yep. against Port uh, in round three in Adelaide. Uh, hey, uh, Israel Folau, um, this story just keeps on giving. Uh, so it's come out that he threatened to walk away from rugby, basically holding. Uh, Rugby Australia hostage, uh, as it seems, Mm. um, saying that uh, he's going to continue to um, be firm on his uh, religious beliefs. Uh, What was your reaction to to this angle of the story? Well, okay, so it's interesting because he's just uh, written an article for the Players Voice, uh, playersvoice.com.au. It's a pretty good website. Um, He's sort of tried to shed a bit of light on those claims uh, he thinks he was misrepresented. It's not a bargaining tool, him saying that he'll walk away. He's not trying to bargain for more money in the NRL, etc., etc. But his there's whole an, thing... There's a whole other conspiracy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but basically, he's trying to clarify these comments um, following the absolute you-know-what storm after the comment he left. Someone left on his Instagram on a post after he got injured, what's God's plan for gay people? which is where he said hell in uh, capital letters and then etc etc if you don't yeah. repent that's totally fine i'm not knocking him for his beliefs and i don't think anyone else is really knocking him for his specific beliefs you can believe whatever you want but i think the part that people are struggling to agree with is the fact that he's not really 
you know, accepting other people's beliefs. He's in this um, in this article, you know, he's said things like, "I believe the Bible is the truth," and sometimes the truth can be difficult to hear for other people. That's something that I would say if you flip that back around and return it on yourself. Are you listening to what you're saying, Israel? Um, you know, uh, and and this whole thing um, about the meeting with the Rugby Australia. Um, He's basically said that, you know, he didn't say that he is trying to, you know, use it as a bargaining chip, but it just comes off as if he's being a martyr, you know, to me and probably a lot of other people. And it's just, it's a little tough to swallow, you know, in 2018 that you can have people basically saying that he believes that and people are going to go to hell if they don't believe what he believes in. That's fine. You can have that belief, but maybe you don't need to you know, be putting it out there so much. Are Christians mm. a group that's been persecuted so much that he needs to go out and fight for the rights? You can have your opinion, but the part that I have the problem with is if your opinion is hurtful or harmful to others. And I think in this case, it probably is hurtful and harmful to a few people. I don't think anyone's, you know, staying up at night crying about it because they're so upset. But the fact of the matter is that his beliefs are, you know, if, if you put any other group of humans in place of gay people in his beliefs, then it would be a massive, massive problem. You know, if it was a racial thing, we'd be up in arms about it. Even if it was any other group of people other than other than gay people, I feel like this would be an even bigger thing than it already is. Maybe, mm. maybe not. Who knows? I don't know if he's going to win this battle, though. Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's got to the point now where um, people that want to share their... Uh, Christian beliefs uh, in in these Western societies are in a a fair minority, perhaps not in the States. There's still a lot of people that, a lot of players and athletes um, who uh, who come out very strongly and, and, uh, you know, thank God uh, in their interviews and that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, But it seems like particularly in Australia, it's, they've become um, a a minority uh, and it's harder for, society to to swallow those um people with those kinds of views um and i suppose the unfortunate reality for um for christianity and 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 P- and christianity pr is that uh the people that sort of are game enough to um to publicize their religious beliefs um all seem to be a little bit crazy because mm. Uh, because those views seem to be very outdated or or they're crazy kind of people like you know door knockers or the ones on the street reading reading out um bible expert excerpts and, and yelling at you yeah um they're not coming across as people that uh you can sort of <laughs> necessarily trust to have a, a a fair and uh unbiased view about things yeah i mean look if this wasn't if this was in the states, it wouldn't even be a story, would it? Because this kind of thing probably gets said by a lot of those sports stars, as you were mentioning before, all the time. But I just think it is interesting that Australia has made it into. I mean, there's many people saying the media are beating it up to more than what it is. People want to people want to talk about it. That's why we're talk. That's exactly. why we're talking about exactly. It, so. But also, I think with this with this article um, in the player's voice, he said, you know. He he said to Raylene um, Castle, Cast, yep, the uh, Rugby Australia CEO, that if she felt the situation had become untenable, that he was hurting Rugby Australia, the sponsors, and the rugby community to such a the, uh, such a degree that things couldn't be worked through, he would walk away from his contract immediately. So, 
And then he said, I need to explain this part in more de- detail because at no stage have I wanted that to happen. But then he goes on to say there have been rugby offers from the UK, Europe, and Japan that are way above anything that I can earn in Australia. Mm. I mean, that's problematic to start with. I mean, it almost sounds like, you know, I, I don't know. I just don't know if this article yeah, helped well, him at that, all. Yeah, well, that, that sounds all. to me as if he is holding uh, rugby Yeah, it definitely hostage. sounds like this is about money or bargaining power. Um, that's exactly what it sounds like. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, I mean, that's fine. As we said, look, we're never going to knock anyone for their beliefs. But if I, I just think that the, the main point is if the belief is harmful to other people, then that's probably a sign that, you know, maybe... Maybe you don't need to be um, constantly, you know, repeating yourself with this thing, especially since it's angered so many people. That that seems like it should be a message. I don't know. Yeah, well, even just the the way with that initial comment on Instagram, hell in capital letters. Yeah, like, that uh, that looked hateful. Mm. Um, you know, in the way that it was written, uh, yeah. and and there are some probably some gay people that uh, that have that struggled to um, to accept uh, what. Israel said and and how he said it, yeah. Um, because they're struggling with uh, dealing with the fact that there are homosexuals in this society. Yeah, and 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 of course, like no one is saying that that those people are you know so fragile that they're being so badly affected by that. But I mean, really, uh, if you don't believe in hell, also it's not a big deal. But and, and someone said to me, if if um you know what does it matter to you if you don't believe in hell, like what does it matter that Israel Flair saying that? But then you would say, also, if Israel Flower's not gay, what does it matter to him if other people are? I, I just don't get it on any level. I don't know if it's a fight that he should be fighting or one that he could win. Mm, very interesting. Wilson Smith, thank you very much for, well, uh, for joining warrior. us today. No worries, yeah. Phil. Thanks, mate. Yeah, that was, uh, that was very interesting. All righty, moving on. Motorsport journalist Will Dale joined us just yesterday to talk about Daniel Ricciardo's awesome victory in the Chinese GP, and he also left us with a bit of a uh, <laughs> a teaser at the end that there was uh, going to be some major supercars uh, news today. Uh, so I've joined him. I've I've got him back on uh, to talk about this very briefly and explain it in layman's terms, essentially. Will, welcome back to The Splash. Thank you very much. I did promise big yesterday, and I'd like to hope we're delivering today. Actually, very, very, very big. Very, very, um, very big. Yeah, so uh, explain uh, what has happened. So what has happened is at 11.15 this morning, Ford said they are getting back into supercars. So if you think back three, four years ago, they actually pulled out, pulled all their financial support out of the championship. Yeah. So the teams were still racing Fords, but with no financial or significant help from the factory. Yeah, right. So not only are they back, they are bringing the Ford Mustang. So the Falcon that we've seen on the racetrack the last few years will be phased out ideally at the end of this year. Okay. And next year, all the Fords on the grid should be the Ford Mustang, which is a fantastic result for not only the teams, mm-hmm. not just Ford, but also the uh, vindication of the sport itself, that Ford sees yeah. supercars as being this important to it as a brand once again. Yeah, okay. Oh, that's good news. So, will that yeah. uh, could that mean faster cars for drivers? Will it be a different looking car on the track? What w- kind of changes will the average sort of sporting fan be able to notice? Well, the Probably the biggest thing is that the Mustang is a two-door car, whereas all the cars of the recent past in supercars are all four doors. So 
all those cars have like the same chassis underpinning them. So the Mustang will have to fit over that, but it should still be a visual point of difference compared to, say, the new ZB Commodore or Nissan's Altima. Yeah. Um, the other really good news for Ford fans is that they will run a V8 engine. They're going to persi- they're going to stick with the tried and true Bent 8 five liter, big, loud rumble that we all know and love. Yeah. So. They'll stick with that for at least the foreseeable future. They're not ruling out a switch to a potential... I know it was reported that maybe they would consider switching out a twin-turbo V6 when they introduced the Mustang, but that's not going to be the case. The team said, look, it's going to be a pretty major change. Let's just make one major change at a time. (laughs) So that's another big positive. Yeah, cool. Um, I, I suppose this is going to be one of the... Hot topics on uh, on the Motorsport V8 Supercars podcast for Fox Sports. You bet it will be. Well, I will uh, wrap up the splash so that you boys can uh, dive into that. Uh, quickly, one more time, who have you got coming up on the podcast uh, today? Well, joining myself, the Pit Lane Rogue, and Lewis Isaacs, of course, is our good friend David Reynolds. And we're going to have a chat about the new Ford Mustang, as well as looking forward to Phillip Island and a bunch of other good, fun topics. Awesome. Well, that's uh, Wildale Motorsport journo and co-host of the Fox Motorsport Supercars podcast. Make sure you go and find that one uh, on iTunes uh, and uh, all of his content up on the website. That'll do us uh, today uh, on this edition of The Splash. How do we follow you on Twitter, Will? At WillDale956. 956, there we go. Uh, that'll do us today. Uh, join the, Continue the conversation with me on Twitter at Phil underscore prior. That's a wrap.